Welcome to Collective Brew, where we take an amateur look at craft beer brewing. We may not know a lot about craft beer, but we know we like to drink it. Join us on our journey to learn more about the craft beer making process from different microbreweries and home brewers alike. Then listen as we subject two people to a hilarious taste test. Come learn with us. Welcome to episode three of Collective Brew. This week, we traveled to St. Louis and visited one of the two locations for Urban Chestnut. Normally, we would talk to the brewmaster, Florian, but this time we had the pleasure of talking to John Shine, who gave us a different look at what makes Urban Chestnut so unique. Follow them on Twitter at Urban Chestnut, or see them at St. Louis's Oktoberfest between the 25th and 27th of September. Interested in hearing a little bit more? Find some interesting links, pictures, and videos on our website. At the end of this episode, we do have a little bit of a different taste test where we involve our family members in tasting what makes Urban Chestnut so unique. The end result is a little uncanny, but we hope that you enjoy it. Come learn with us. Tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got started with um, Chestnut. And- mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so my name is John Shine. Uh, I'm the... Uh, Head of sales for Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Um, the, I uh, previously, if, if you know Dave and Florian's story, um, they both came from Anheuser-Busch. Um, I was also uh, at Anheuser-Busch for about 10 years. Um, I actually worked for David and uh, go back with him. He's an, he's an old family friend of mine. Uh, after Anheuser-Busch was purchased by InBev, um, I was already taking an interest in craft. Um, and there was certainly a, a shift in uh, work environment. And uh, my attraction towards craft and the fact that things were changing because, you know, it's just a natural sure. uh, circumstance when a company's purchased by another company that the environment's going to change and the culture's going to change. Right, right. Um, you know, in some good ways and some bad ways. But I, I, at that time, um, I was thinking, you know, boy, I would like to go out and do my own thing. Um, so actually, I had, you know, come up with some ideas with somebody else, and we were looking at, you know, we were home brewing, and we were looking at recipes, and spoke to my brother, and he said, you know, I know David is is doing something. I've heard uh, a rumor that he's doing something with this German brewmaster, and you should give him a call. Um, it was just, uh, it just sort of kind of feeling him out and saying, hey, if, if this is true, uh, is there something we could team up and do? So we actually got together and met with them, and it sort of dawned on me um, how ignorant my thinking was that you you don't open a gourmet restaurant without an amazing <laughs> chef. Just because right. you've cooked a few times, you know, right. you have no business trying to open a brewery. It's, it's, it's stupid. And meeting Florian, reading his story, finding out about his pedigree, um, it really blew me away, and I realized right then and there that I was like, if I could be associated in this in any way, you know, I'd jump at the opportunity. And um, that was in 2010. We opened the doors in 2011, and here we are today. 
So you've got two different locations, um, kind of two different neighborhoods yes. as well. This one that we're in right now in the Grove is the newest of the two locations. Yes. And this one focuses a little bit more on the revolution side of brewing, um, and the other one focuses more on uh, the, the old style, the yeah. European style. Tell me a little bit about Sure thing. So, so Urban Chestnut, the foundation, or the, the, the foundation of, of, of really every, it, everything it is. It's, Urban Chestnut is really um, a reflection of Florian's um, experience and his, you know, his brewing career. It's the old traditional styles, reverence pays homage to those classic you know, European styles, the lagers, the Weissbeers, the, you know, the Berliner Weiss, the, and, and, but as Florian, you know, Florian started, he, he started as an apprentice when he was 17. Um, you know, he graduated with his brewing science degrees from Fine Stefan. Um, from there, he brewed at Duval Bex. Uh, he started Meantime Brewing up in um, in, in in England. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, which actually, I think it was just purchased. Uh, he came over, uh, worked at a, a, a smaller brewery out east, and then Anheuser Busch brought him over um, to sort of manage and oversee the worldwide yeast strain for AB. And uh, at the same time, he was. Uh, running the Michelob Pilot Brewery. So Florian's kind of, the point is he's touched the old world styles. Those are what's true to his heart, you know, and is growing up in Bavaria. Um, but also coming over and, and working in the U.S. and working in Anheuser-Busch. And, and he, he's, he's, you know, also the second part of his career has, has been much more about the, the revolution aspect of, of where craft beer is headed, mm-hmm. which is the, the renaissance. Um, so... It's not necessarily that one brewery focuses on one thing or the other. The, uh, Midtown, which is our original brewery, which we opened in 2011, is more classic. It's, uh, it's that Munich-style Bavarian beer garden with the umbrellas and the benches. And it's, you know, the steins, the leader steins. And it's, um, it's sort of that old-world feel. I, I think really, ultimately, why this, the Grove Brewery, Revolution Brewery Beer Hall, is the revolution side of it is is and it is um, orange is actually our our color for the revolution series and blue. If you ever look at our if you ever look at the orange if, if you look at our bottle caps um, in the stores, you know that's, yeah, that's orange we, yeah, is the absolutely. That. I noticed outside as well. Yeah, a lot of orange, had, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would really say that the, what the Grove has become is is really the the large scale production side, um, and that and that the 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 reverence or the old Midtown location has really become smaller batches, uh, a lot of barrel aging, um, and and again, like I said, when you go over there, it just has more of that rustic, old world European feel. Whereas this is much more that kind of coming of age brewery, you know, the big industrial steel, giant sign out front. You know, it's certainly yeah, it's different. kind of the first thing that you see when you walk in. Yeah, it's a pretty large sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and we were just impressed. We kind of walked around the building a little bit. Cool. Uh, both outside and inside, and it, it's definitely like this feeling of uh, industrial coming through. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, we'll uh, afterwards uh, we'll have to take you guys through and show you the uh, take you on a tour through the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that we noticed. Um, was uh, you guys are doing your own research on hops, and that's part of this this brewing process for you guys. Can you talk a little bit more about? Yeah, so I would I always tell people I think one of the real strengths of Urban Chestnut is again I, I go back to Florian, but so Florian has 
such strong relationships with the hop growers, um, whether that's the guys out in the Pacific Northwest or really very, very strong relationships with the um, hop growers in the hop growing region of Bavaria called Hallertau. We've hosted them um, here for our Hopfenfest. Um, we've actually, um, some of them have come over um, and, and actually brewed here. Um, and, and, and actually now, Florian Seitz, who his family owns Seitz Farm in, in Hallertau, um, they, he is our new brewer in Europe. Um, he's going to be brewing at our at our yeah, location. Uh, in yeah, yeah, just to... opened up a location in Germany. Right? Yes, right. Yeah, go ahead, talk about sure. it. Sure. Yeah, so um, it it sort of just kind of came along by uh, uh, it, I, I wouldn't want to use the word accident, but uh, Florian was was in Germany at the time. Uh, he heard that there was an opportunity um, that a um, that a, a classic uh, brewery was a Bavarian brewery in, in the town of Wolnzach was closing their doors and we there was a small time window to to act and um we did and um i you know the idea sounds daunting but um with florian's connections and with the people he knows in the region um it's coming together really nicely our our head brewer jason thompson uh just got back um from a i think a two-week stint uh, in Volnzak actually brewing with George Seitz, you know, our, our, our German brewer. Right. So our head brewer and our new brewer, brewer from Germany who actually works for Weinstefaner full time. Um, they brewed in the first batches. So, uh, you know, I can't, I, I can't say this for sure, but I think, <laughs> I think I'm under the impression that we're the first American craft brewery to be brewing in Europe. Because there's, you know, because yeah. there's, there's the, the big guys are going over like Stone and Founders and, and then Three Floyds is doing something right. uh, with White Labs, but I, nobody started yet. So right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely talking. This out is of definitely turn. the first time that I've heard it. I, oh well, yeah. So yeah. Dave would definitely smack me for, for saying <laughs> that we are the first one, but I'm gonna go out on a limb We're and say I think so. Pioneers. Yeah, there, the pioneers there you go. We'll take it. Yeah, it's sure. It's already been said and happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, and uh, I think one of the things that we also saw when we were walking around was um, your approach to sustainability. Yeah. Here. It seems very kind of deeply embedded in the culture of urban chess. It really is. Um, uh, the building is LEED certified, uh, solar panels on both facilities. Uh, it's one of those things where what drives it is I think it, it just it makes good sense. And um, I, I would say it's definitely the kind of it has to be a top-down type of culture where you know it because it, it, it's always easy to throw things away and it's always easy you know especially when you're when you when you're um if you're doing a job you know in the in, in the brewery or in the warehouse right it's very it's a lot easier to throw stuff in the dumpster it takes a lot more time to you know worry about composting and recycling and and and, and doing things properly so Again, this sounds like I, 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 I'm, I'm, but I, I have to give credit to Florian. I mean, that has been the theme since we opened the doors in the very beginning was how can we have less waste? How can we lay, waste less water? How can we um, be more environmentally friendly and, and responsible? Um, it's, you know, I, I certainly would take no credit to that, but I feel very, very proud about um, the way Urban Chestnut handles that. Are there any unique 
uh, things you want to highlight yeah, in terms sure. of sustainability? Yeah, I've got a very process? yeah, I've got a very cool thing for you. So, and it's you know, it's not um, unique to us. In fact, I think it just came up in legislation where. Well, I'll explain. Um, so, you know, we we do sixty barrel batches and about eleven thousand barrels last year. You know, hopefully. Again, I'm talking out of school, but you know, hopefully somewhere <laughs> close to 20,000 this year. Well, for every 60 barrel batch, you know, sometimes you see them use up to 1,000 pounds of grain right. and malt. And you can imagine like oatmeal expands to a huge amount of waste. And so when they were building the building, um, actually, uh, and, and putting together all the equipment, actually created a, a system where the spend grain is, is augured removed um, to a uh, storage tank um, and I'll show you this to you guys when we, when we leave but it allows farmers to just basically pull in and back in you know with an open bed trucks and we can really? just fill them up yeah and the the cows and the livestock actually we actually have videos of it like they go crazy for it they love it because it's just it's you know it's it's I guess I like it a lot more than cattle feed <laughs> um, but uh, it's you know and it's it's a valuable resource to us because it's a lot. I mean, if you had to find way, if you had to throw that out somewhere, yeah. you know, and all that waste, um, it, it would be a tremendous amount. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very common challenge for craft beers to have to figure out a way to get rid of that waste. Yeah, um, absolutely. And especially being kind of located in, in more of a city um, area, you've got additional challenges in terms of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you don't want them. Yeah, and, and you know, you don't want to be storing them in, in containers or barrels out back because. If anyone's ever been around spent grain, it gets nasty really quick, yeah. and because um, it starts decaying, and so it needs to be moved quickly, and it, you know, and, you know, getting get it out and, and, and get it to the farm. Um, one of the um, one of the other things um, is there's there's the nice part about being in the Grove. Um, I think one of the challenges of, for St. Louis is um, there's not a whole lot of public transportation. Um, so what you see in really cool areas like the Grove or Tower Grove or um, an emphasis on biking and certainly um, you know we've, we have the we have the indoor bike storage facility um, for our customers and periodically we'll we'll do a special where if you bike if you bike in you know we'll buy you beer oh, wow. um, yeah or something like that just to kind of you know because it's good for us and it's it's good for business and, and also too Seeing people riding around in a neighborhood that's seeing this resurgence like the Grove, it just sort of kind of, you know, it just adds to the whole atmosphere. Right, right. It's a cool way to get people to come in. Yeah. Um, it seems like you guys have a really great um, relationship with the community. Um, how does, does just being in St. Louis kind of yeah. grow into that? So. Um, it's nice because I've, I've keep, I keep saying Florian, Florian, Florian. I'm, now I can give David some credit. Um, so since the very beginning, um, we've really been very aggressive about um, donations, um, product donations. And we've pretty much said no to anything as long as it's something that's, that's, that's benefiting the community. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a large cost, and it's, but it's, you know, I mean, out of it you get, you get the advertising. You get the sampling, which to us is the most important thing, because we've always said if we can get people to try our beers, it's generally a pretty positive reaction. But third, and I think most importantly, is just 
this feeling of support that people get when they go to an event about something that they care about and they see that Urban Chestnut is here again and they're the ones who donate a product. And, you know, we're, the other guys, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not unique in that sense either. But I, I can say that I can't remember the last time we said no to anything. And that's because Dave is, has been um, adamant. And I really believe that that's played a real key role in forming that connection with, you know, and, and whether it's with the, the ad groups down, you know, in Washington or whether it's with the Humane Society or some of the, you know, the animal, animal rights groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of getting behind them. They're very passionate about what they do. Uh, they all have, they come out in groups and they support you back. So I, I think that's been a, been a large part of uh, kind of forming that connection. Awesome. And um, I do see that you guys do a lot of sustainability in terms of the food that you're serving here as well. Um, I saw the huge list of farms that you guys are yeah. produce and stuff from. So that, um, that goes to our chef, Andrew Fair, uh, who joined us um, I'd say recently, about, about two years ago, as, he, as we were developing uh, this, the revolution, um, the Grove Revolution Brewery. Uh, so uh, Andy, is, uh, Andy came over from Home Wine Kitchen in Maplewood. Um, he's just a fantastic chef. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's, a, he's been in Chicago and he's been in Italy and, and really knows his stuff. And, and one of the things is he's, he, he cares very much about who he sources from and the product, um, the quality of the product. Uh, and I think people really appreciate knowing that something was purchased from a mushroom farm here in Missouri that our chef has visited right. and thinks the world of their mushrooms. And I think people get a real sense of pride and that it was something done locally. And not to mention, it's just more fresh. So I think that, you know, it's it's also, it's convenient, it's fresh, but also at the same time you're, and you're saw, supporting other small business. I saw a lot of that uh, influence just even in the descriptions of where you're getting uh, the product for your brewery. Um, you're getting a lot of stuff from companies around the area, too. So yeah. It's not just the food, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, some of the tanks are from, um, out, of, out of a, boy, this, I feel terrible because I can't remember the name, but it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, metal manufacturer out of Springfield um, but yeah I think wherever you know of course we use you know um, we, we import most of our brewing materials um, most of the most you know a lot of the hops all the malts um, but but I think any wherever there's an opportunity to use something that's local that's high quality that's fresh um, I, I, I can tell you there's there's definitely a, a, an emphasis put on, on making sure that's the case. Um, switching gears a little bit. Sure. I see beer divergency kind of all over the place here. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about the Revolution versus the Reverend series. What is beer divergency? Beer divergency is sort of, um, that was sort of Dave's the idea that that we're, that's why we, I don't know if you've ever, we also have when you come to a fork in the road, take it, some old Yogi Bear. Um, quote. But the idea is the fork of where the classic European styles sort of veer off and become what American craft beer is coming um, is becoming. The like so, for instance, I mean, you know, the, the IPA and India Pale Ale, of course, is just you know, it's 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 a departure from the pale. You know what I mean? And, right. And, right. And I, I think that I think that, that the beer divergency 
is sort of is 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 sort of kind of a, a cue to customers that the fork is kind of there for them. You can go and you can enjoy these what we consider to be very well done classic European styles. Um, and because we are, that is our heritage. That's who we are. I mean, we are Florian in his history, his pedigree. But but the divergency part is if you, if, if you, we're not we we want you know we also want our customers to be able to enjoy you know the the beers that that, that are coming out of this 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 kind of craft beer renaissance in, in the U.S. that the U.S. is driving. I mean, now you're starting to see it though. Um, you know, when our brewers went over to Germany, whenever when they went to Volenzak, um they saw that you know the, the, the German youth are, are really excited about the IPAs and about the American styles, and so yeah, you know, it's certainly a, it's certainly a large large part of it. Even here in St. Louis, it seems like the craft beer scene has kind of exploded. Um, you've gone from maybe a handful of breweries to I think it's now 35 well established and. Got yeah. another twenty or so that are kind of up and coming. Sure. Um, so, what's it like in St. Louis with the craft scene? Um, so, uh, I always make sure whenever anybody asks this question is that I give a lot of credit to Dan Kotman and uh, and uh, Tom Schlafly. Um, I, I know that, that that I really believe that they've created a friendly environment, a communal kind of environment, sure. and they didn't have to do that. They had a twenty-year head start. They could have said screw you guys um you know we we started this thing 20 years ago you're showing up to the party now it was just the opposite of that their their bartenders would come down um and 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 they would send people down to urban chestnut they would tell people that hey this little brewery is making great beer you should go check them out which to me is like that mean that means everything because when 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 someone who's been around for 20 years and who is really the standard is sending people your way, it really says to those people, it, it just gives you the automatic kind of credential. Right, and, right. And I, I really think that that there is a very friendly, I mean, we're all in competition with each other, of course. Right. You You're know. still uh, yeah. vying for that customer. Yeah, seat. absolutely. And we're all, we're all fighting over the same tap handles and we're all fighting over the same shelf space. Um, and you know, if, if I if I were to say that it didn't get dirty sometimes, I'd be lying. Um, I mean, it, it does, but but there is a I, I'd say that St. Louis in the St. Louis scene, uh, I'd say there's a real um, level of respect and 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 camaraderie, communal camaraderie, and I think that's really is a result of of, of the kind of the the atmosphere that Schlafly created when, yeah. when, when, when we came about, when perennial and civil life. And now, Schlafly had an interesting um, <laughs> kind of uh, beginning with uh, their, and some have categorized it as kind of their struggle, their fight with um, yeah, I would say so. Budweiser, right? Yeah, so sure. they've kind of grown up literally in the shadow of this right. behemoth. And whereas you guys come from that, that Budweiser culture. So, you know, do you think that that's helped you out in terms of figuring out the best way to get out there and expand and globalize versus um, other craft beers who may be kind of more on the Schlafly side of things? You know, I, I think I think that the that, that Urban Chestnut and I think Dave and Florian's experience from Anheuser-Busch, um, I, I would say that, that, that Dave kind of already thinks 
as like a craft brewer. He, you know, Dave was a marketing guy over there. He's 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 more of a of a, you know, he's 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 a creative person, and I think from that aspect that, you know, it was very easy for Dave to venture into craft beer because um, it, it sort of just came naturally to him, you know, and and um, I don't think that it's so much as his. I think where his experiences benefit him is that he he already knew the best way to work with let's say ad ideas and, and mm-hmm. how to implement them in programs and, and how to um, activate you know getting a message out there and, and, and being consistent and clear on that message and, and not being muddled and confusing and, and really telling a story right and and that's I think that's where Dave's experience at Anheuser-Busch is has really benefited him. I, I don't think he's he's had to change his way of thinking much at all. Um, in Florian, I mean, Florian is is just he's been trained by the best in the world. So, you know, he's he's you know he's been trained at Vine Stefan. He's he's you know he was brought in Anheuser Busch to to sort of you know I mean one thing you can say you know, I always tell people this when when you talk about yeast, yeast is a consistency in beer. You can say anything you want about Anheuser Busch products, but we've never had two Bud Lights that tasted different. Right. You know? I mean, they're right. just they're just it's always and and to back into that exact same flavor every time and never miss it is pretty extraordinary. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't give them credit for for their ability to do that. But I think and 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 that's why I say is the things that Florian the tools and the knowledge that he has, I think it's 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 just sort of been. I, I don't want to use the well. Okay, unleashed on craft beer. You know <laughs> sure. what I mean. So it's 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 like somebody who has all these 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 amazing establishments and their tools and their tricks and, and their you know their trades. Yeah. And and he's applying it now to craft beer. Yeah, it's very so, much like art. Yeah, it is right? so absolutely. He, and, he and, knows what to do with the palette that he's given. Well, and, and you know, and, and I seriously, I, I I don't mean this in any way to sound like I'm belittling it, but most craft breweries come of as of a result of people are home brewing and they want to try it commercially well it's just florian's just the opposite you know what i mean he comes from you know and, and, yeah. a lot, and, and others do he's not the only one sure. but the idea being is that you know he 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 was doing it professionally for you know his whole career and and now you know you know in, in into more of, of of the world of craft but um yeah and and i think you know i think but if you were asking about now Schlafly, I think Schlafly, um, you know, deserves so much credit for that fight because it was for for such a long time, people didn't even, you know, consider yeah. that there was anything else out there. Right. I mean, I grew up in St. Louis, and I, I it just it was it was one of those things where um, it wasn't on anyone's radar because it was just what we did in St. Louis, right? And it wasn't any sort of a, a knock on Schlafly. And I always say, I mean, I, I think, you know, they really did. I mean, it took them 20 years, and it took until St. Louis sort of realized that there is more out there than, than just drinking the same beer every day. And they greatly benefited from it. And I, I couldn't be happier for them because it's, you know, they deserved it. If anyone deserved it, yeah, those <laughs> right. guys deserved it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to do business in a town. Um, with with that just down the street. I mean right. it really is. I yeah. mean it's you know they 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 owned it. 
Right, and, and I think a lot of people compare, you know, craft brewing with what's traditionally known here. Right. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a different culture here, I think, than what we've seen even in, you know, your neighboring states like Chicago or Indiana, where they don't really have that pressure. No, I mean that's um, why. I mean that's why there's over a hundred craft breweries in Indiana now. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's you know, I, I, it's like it now there. It's like I. I it's it's pretty wild. I yeah. mean, I mean, there's a lot of that's a lot of breweries. It's a lot of different options. I mean, when I space. yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking to friends of mine. I, I was that was one of my that was one of the places that I used to cover in Indiana was and so I, we actually we distribute to Indiana, but you know I talk to the bars and they're like I get samples from breweries I've never heard of and right. I'll never probably see it yet. I mean, every day it seems like. Um, so yeah, it, it, I do believe that that. That St. Louis is there's like there's been a governor on it. There's been a, a restriction, you know sure. what I mean? And and it's just a natural thing. It's not like Anheuser Busch was like stopping people from opening. Right. It was just it just didn't happen. And 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 just until recently, you know, you see this like pop. But we're still way behind um, other markets as far as as far as the category. Um, I can tell you that one of the things that we're, we've been thrilled about. As go, launching into Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's a very, very cool craft beer scene, and I, I have to be honest. I, I can't speak for everybody, but I just didn't know how relevant we were going to be. I felt like, you know, with with with, it's, I felt like it was a very hop forward market. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very, and 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 much more. I don't know. I just pictured with with some of the some of the breweries up there. I just I, I wondered how people were what they were going to think of our kind of classic you know tradition sure yeah styles um and one of the things i tell people is is that i couldn't believe in st louis zwickel is just a funny sounding german word and you know and and, and these people are like what is this what is that and when i was in when we were in chicago and we were going around to sampling retailers they're like oh you make a zwickel that's one of my favorite styles <laughs> like let's see if it's any good and and right. so it was like oh cool you know what i mean like this you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and, yeah. And it kind of dawned on me. I was like, they've been doing craft beer for 30 years. I mean, you know, I mean, going back to Goose Island and right. and, and and you think about all the other great breweries that have kind of come up, but you know, it's like they they it, it's they've kind of done the full circle. You know what I mean? Whereas like markets who are just kind of getting into craft beer, everybody knows that the first thing they get into is like, how hoppy can I get, or what's the most IPAs and the biggest beers I can get. Um, and I feel like Chicago's kind of like almost come around to the point where like they love their IPAs, they love their hoppy beers, yeah. but they appreciate those old styles and the, you know, the, and the breweries that do them well. Right. So that's been just like such a fantastic thing to find out. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so you're expanding out, uh, not just globally with yeah. German brewery, but you're also starting to kind of expand out across yes. the Midwest. Yeah. Um, exactly. So uh, we've opened up Kansas City, Springfield, Columbia. Missouri, um, Indianapolis was just sort of a trial thing where we just kind of wanted to put some beer and in, in a market and see what would happen if you were in a place where nobody knew you. Um, and um, I, uh, then, so uh, we we opened up Chicago in February of this year, um, and Chicago's been our largest market by far. It, it's it kind of found out that it's. Even if you're a teeny tiny small player in Chicago, it's still really great. It's business. still a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and we're a little so partial. Many. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Being is that from okay? Chicago, yeah. we're yeah. a little partial. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's it's. it's uh, I will tell you this though. As much as I love that city, man, there's a lot of people. 
It's yeah, goodness. When I got to St. Louis, I was like, um, so where are all the people? Yeah, we were like, <laughs> sometimes I ask that question too here in St. Louis. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it's a whole different experience. It feels a lot different, and it is really great to know that no matter what beer you're trying in Chicago, there is that really big appreciation. Even if that one specific person isn't into that brew, they're all over it. They're like, I just got to try it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is something that I think is, like, you could always go into that market. There's always going to be someone interested. Yeah. Another thing I thought was, for some reason, just because it's a big city, I thought, like, all the bartenders and all the beer buyers at places are going to be like, we don't have time for you. You know what I mean? We're all jaded and, and you know. And, and angry Chicago. Yeah, it was like angry <laughs> Chicago people who, who was like, take your beer back to St. Louis. And and uh, it was just the opposite. I mean, people were like sitting down with us for an hour and, and, and talking. And that's kind of one of those funny things where, because, you know, I walk around in Chicago and nobody nobody says hi to you on the street. <laughs> In St. Louis, like if you can't walk past anyone without being like hi, and it's just yeah, it freaks me a, out a little bit. It is. It's a little. It's a little odd, and everybody has to like look and make eye contact or nod. And and uh, in Chicago, I was like, so I kind of thought I was like, we're not gonna get a very warm reception. And it was, I mean, total, total opposite. I mean, we, um, you know, and, and I, I could go down the list of, of of all the cool you know places and all the cool people who gave us time and have already supported us. But I think the takeaway is it's like, it's 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 really it's not so much Chicago. It's it's craft beer. And it's right. those craft beer people in Chicago, and, and you know they're just they're warm and they're open and they're excited about it and they're passionate about it. And yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a it's a neat thing to learn. Yeah. Um. So switching gears again. Sure. I do that a lot. Tell me a little bit about your current seasonal offerings. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, what makes them unique? Yeah. Uh, I know that you guys kind of kind of focus things around what's going on in terms of beer fest and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, so um, right now, I would say, um, I don't know if you guys saw our variety pack out there. It's our box of box, B-O-C-K-S. Um, and uh, the uh, the box were made for our MyFest, um, which took place two Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do it every year. And so it features... Um, Oxenbrown, which is our Doppelbach, Urbanator, which is our Pale Doppelbach, um, Maximilian, which is our Bison or Wheatbach, and uh, Debacle was the uh, was the new one that we uh, we added this year. Um, it's a ten percent. Uh, it's a it's a Belgian style with um, what was it uh, anise and orange peel. Um, and uh, it's it's just a it's a very large beer. Um, but yeah, they, you know, we have my fest, and people are drinking liter steins of, of of those beers. So we uh, we try to keep it a short amount of time, just so sure. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep the damage to a minimum. Exactly. Yeah. No. No ticket. Not a ticket event because you don't really want people, you know, trying to drink as many Bach beers as they can in sure. a few hours. That would be a that would be a bad scene. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a mess. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Uh, now, so do you guys offer kind of the same seasonal beers? Um, we do. Seasonally? So uh, our our styles rotate very often. Um, our brewer, the, the brewers work very very hard um, to to keep that variety um, coming, and we have a lot of um, regular favorites that you know that we need to get bring back that we get asked to bring back. Um, right now, if I was just looking at it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as a, um, one of the things here I see, you know, Hull's Rauk, which, um, which is our, our, our smoked our smoked beer, um, but I see Hallertau Pills. So Hallertau Pills is actually the beer that we brewed for um, distribution in Europe, in, in Berlin. And okay. In yeah, and it's a, um, it's like, I don't know, did you guys get a chance to try it? No, uh, we um, actually, to be fair, we tried the Revolution series and a few of the Reverend series, but we didn't have an opportunity to jump into some of your seasonal. Sure. So, um, yeah, the Hallertau is this really crisp, crystal clear Pilsner that, that, that features just, uh, it's a very, it's a nice blend of, of those kind of noble Hallertau hops. And uh, I, I think, just think it's a fantastic Pilsner. And, and what I'm excited about is, um, they 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 brought it over there for um, already they already sampled and, sure and yeah, yeah the, the reaction has been really what was the reception was... oh yeah the reception's been great yeah and you know I, I think Germans like the story they like the idea that Florian went to the U S and he's coming home and you know he's he's doing this here we uh, the Braucon system that we have that brew house out there that was featured at Oktoberfest um, they actually had it displayed at Oktoberfest and, really yeah wow. so yeah I mean I. They, you know, I think I think there's Florian has a, a bit of a following over there. Um, hiring uh, George Seitz, who's you know a local who works at you know Vine Stefaner. I don't think we'll we're, we'll I don't think we'll be seen as um, American opportunists or something like that because I think it's like they're like, well, this is this is Florian's company, yeah, and he is a Bavarian, and you know, and he's just coming home to. He's just to coming just, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's a, you know, it's a brewery in a, in a small town that you know has been around for, for many years, and I, I think there would be an appreciation to, kind of keeping that tradition going. Yeah. Um, so what's next for Urban Chestnut? Oh wow, great question. Um, so. I, you know, I, I would, I would. This is, this is what I would say is, I. It never ceases to amaze me, um, how. Um, and this is he. I, and if he listens to this, see, <laughs> uh, Florian, it's like he, he, he can. He, it's like he, he'll never stop like pushing the envelope. And I mean, I never. You know, when, when we, when we opened up in 2011, I never thought we would be sitting. In, in a place like this, right. I, I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, I could never imagined it would happen in four years. Um, and I think Florian and Dave um, are always discussing, searching, researching um, the next step. Um, I think there's 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 things there's things being discussed and, and, and conversations that are taking place that I I can't really go into, but. Um, it's a really exciting time for us, and, I, and, and we're going to continue to open up new markets. Um, we still have to fill out Missouri. Um, we need to fill out Illinois, and, um, and then from there. Uh, I can't tell you one of the things that we're doing though right now that's really cool is we've been doing these, like in New York, where we're working with a distributor mm -hmm. and just shipping beer up there, pre, all pre-sold at New York and Boston. So everything's pre-sold. We send up a truck. And it's like, you know, kind of like having your beer featured, you know, at some cool craft beer spots, you know, in, in, in Brooklyn and, in, you know, in New York and, and down in Boston. Um, and it's a great opportunity and then it's gone, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully some of those people will have enjoyed it and, and start following it and, you know, and yeah. do, the, 
the day that you know you're actually opening up markets like Boston and New York. Right. You know, hopefully you have some built-in. It's like interest. a teaser. It is a teaser. <laughs> it totally is. So, I know Dave's discussed uh, the idea of, of doing it in more markets around the country. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, but Europe is going to be a, a, a big thing. It's, of course, it started, it started slow, um, or I shouldn't say slow, that's, that's a terrible adjective, sorry. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, it, because it's, you know, it's not easy, you know, to get right. back and forth. I mean, but I do think that, that it's, it's going to be a, a real, um, a, 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 it's, it's, it's going to go very quickly now that, you know, the, the, the the brewer is in place right and, and right you've got I, kind I, of all your chess pieces now yeah and, and it's well and, and what it's going to result in is it's, there's going to be some really cool things there's potential to be importing lines of you know some beers right. from germany and then we've already been doing it but we'll continue to export um you know a lot of these um, american-made uh, revolution series and reverence series Beers, but we probably won't send a lot of reverent reverent rever, series beers because we'll just do them there. Right, you've already but, got it built in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but uh, I think you know we're, we're going to continue to distribute our beers and uh, export them to uh, to Bavaria. All right, um, no, this is my favorite okay. question that I sure. ask people. Wait, can I? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I hope we're on the same page. Yeah, we are. We All right, are. so this is the question we always ask on Collective Brew: What is your personal favorite way to drink your favorite craft beer? My my favorite way to drink it, um, I would uh, I would answer that in this way. My favorite way to drink my favorite craft beer, I my I, I just I recently told somebody this. Uh, I my favorite thing in the world is is having a beer with four or five people that I love talking to that I enjoy their company, and it's just that kind of conversation. And that 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 feeling that when you're sitting around the group of your friends or people that you care about, and you're drinking, I, I just that enhances the experience to me tenfold. So yeah, I I, I, I would have to say that if I was drinking a a Zwickel Bavarian Lager, which is my favorite beer, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's you know we go we it's funny too because when you're around, it's one of those things. It's when you're in a brewery, and and you know I love. You know, all the different styles and I love tasting and everything, dude. But it's kind of funny. It's like you can kind of go back to, at least I do. You sure. know, back to the staples. Um, but but when I uh, when I'm drinking my favorite beer, I definitely it, it to me it 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 matters who who you're having that beer with. I think, and that that really does that that you know that makes it that makes the experience. Welcome uh, to Collective Brew. We are going to do our taste test for Urban Chestnut. And uh, we've got some really great beers, four different brands from Urban Chestnut, which and is great located people. in St. Louis. And uh, we've got a little special episode today because my mother and my sister-in-law uh, and a friend is going to be taste testing Urban Chestnut's brews. Um, so do you guys mind just introducing yourselves real quick and tell me, like, what's your beer experience? Hi, my name's Allison. I'm the famous sister-in-law that was just mentioned. I don't drink beer. I don't like beer. <laughs> well, we're really excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm mom, and I do drink beer, sometimes bad and sometimes good. So, we'll see. 
And my name is Megan, and I am a craft beer fan, so I'm pretty excited to do this today. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. We've got one person here <laughs> who may potentially enjoy this experience. <laughs> um, so we're, we're purposely picking uh, Allison because she does not drink beer at all, um, and I think it will be very entertaining to see what that ends up looking like. Um, we're also at a, at a birthday party. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> disregard so, that in the background. Happy birthday, Natalie! <laughs> um, so we're going to do our first. Alright, so the first beer we're going to try, it's called Fantasyland. It's an IPA. Um, so if anybody has had an IPA here or hasn't, this is one of my favorites, so you're in for it. You've had IPAs, right? All the time. All the time. So she likes IPAs. Yesterday. I have had IPAs. <laughs> and Allison probably doesn't. Nope. So let the phone come down. So do you guys want to talk a little bit about the bottle itself? It's pretty. <laughs> what do we like? I would say if I liked beer, I would buy it because it's pretty. <laughs> it's psychedelic looking. Exactly. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. You want me to read that? Fantasy land. That's a noun. A place or circumstance existing only in the imagination or as an ideal dream world, origin, Midwest coast of the United States. And then it cutely says, Need we say more? That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> what's the what's the iconography on it? Tell me what it looks like. Um it's got turquoise and blue, which I think is um a feminine favorite mix of colors. Um, I like the writing because it also adds to the psychedelic look of the bottle. Um, yeah, just looking at it, I think it's, it's very appealing to the eye. It's fun. looks fun. Go ahead, Ma. Yeah. To the point. Yeah. I really don't care about how, uh, you know, a beer's label is actually in the bottle. Uh, it's, for me, it's more important for I taste. So you can, you can paint, you know, whatever things you want to put in there, it doesn't matter. It's what it tastes like. Yeah, let's get to the tasting. Okay. Alright, ready? You want this one at a time? You just go for it, girl. <laughs> what do we got as impressions so far? What are we feeling? What are we smelling? It doesn't smell it. It doesn't smell as flavorful as an IPA usually does. No. I don't feel like it it's very taste. fragrant. It does not taste like an IPA either. No. 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 It's light for an IPA. No, oh, but the second the second sip. It hits you has, later. Has a lot it. more. A lot more. I need a little bit more. You need more? more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I want> mine. <laughs> Drink it up, Allison. Drink it up. <laughs> Elson, as a non-beer drinker, what's your first impression? Is it sour? Is it, is it bitter? Are other people going to hear what I have to say? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It could be. It doesn't have like that. Sometimes Gabe will drink like a Miller Lite. There's like that like soury taste. This doesn't have that. It doesn't. It doesn't have an aftertaste that's unpleasant. Right. It's actually really nice. That's a big plus. Mm-hmm. Alright. It's got a thick head to it. It's a light it's lighter than most IPAs are. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a great summer beer. I like it a lot. Great. Alright, and our next one. You guys want to rinse with water? I like it. 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 I like it.
What about urban chestnut? No, I'm just kidding. Um, our next one is called. This is going to be the hot fee. So uh, the one thing about Urban Chestnut is they've got what's called a Revolution Series, um, which is kind of their twist on a standard craft beer. Go for it. Do you want me to read it? Sure, yeah, I love it when you read it. We it's like it when you read it. Hopfen is a beer we describe as a Bavarian style IPA. Brewed and dry hopped with a variety of Hellertau Hopfen instead of the usual and more citric hop varieties of most American IPAs. Gives this beer a decidedly German twist. They're in here. Drink up. Drink up. Look <laughs> <laughs> how she's like, drink up. So excited. What are we thinking? <laughs> no, not That's at all. Not for you. Tell me why. What yes. is it about it that you didn't like? Tastes like what? I'm sorry. Urine. Urine. Tastes like urine. So this is going to be a German malt, a Pilsner malt. <laughs> yeah. I do like it. It's light, crispy. Mm -hmm. Hello. I think it will taste better if it's colder. Wee! Um, but it's nice. It's very nice. I actually like. Um, has more bubbles than the other one. I like the other one better, but I like a more flagrant beer. This one is, is more like a, in the average beer, it doesn't taste very crafty to me. So this um, one you feel like it's a very craft beer? No, the no. other one I did. The other one you did. This yeah. doesn't remind you of a, like in your opinion, a traditional craft beer that you'd get yeah. out of ours. Yeah. Interesting. It does taste like, um, there is a German beer that they sell somewhere I cannot recall. Um, it's very light. Can you call that brand? But it's like a Pilsen beer or some sort. Pilsner? Yeah. And that's what it reminds you of? Yeah. But it definitely reminds you of a German, a yeah. traditional German beer, mm -hmm. right? So the okay. Revolution series is their twist on a traditional. Like European brewing. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the label at all? It looks like a man beer. A man beer? It's manly looking on the. Off forest green. Mm hmm. I like green. It's my favorite color. So it seems like it has uh, the leaves from the hops. I don't know if that's true. It's just me. Just leaves and hops. Yeah. Very traditional uh -huh. classic kind of a label. Nothing too crazy about it. I think it's appropriate for the beer. I think it fits. I think I would expect what's inside to come from that label. All right. I think they want something a little bit less traditional, a little bit more crazy over here. Yeah. They'd Maybe not else. Totally disappointed. Nope. So wow. this is going to be the Schnickter Fritz. Schnickelfritz. Schnickelfritz. We can read. Uh, I can read, I just can't pronounce. This is part of their Reverence series. So Urban Chestnut has, like I said, the Rev Revolution and the Reverence. This is their take on classic German beers. Um, so this hopefully will taste a little bit more classic to what you would expect. Should um, we should we uh, drink this now being cold then? If you're talking about, you know, some German style, then shouldn't be like... I mean, I'm not, like many of you know, I'm not a professional beer drinker, but... Well, I'm not either. Some people do like it at a little bit warmer of a temperature. They're not going to want it super ice cold, because then it kind of numbs the flavor of the beer, or so I am told. I think the darker beers usually that's the case, um, yeah. but the lighter beers usually are better colder. Okay. Alright, so we're trying it. Well, and this, this is, is part of... Different. 
Wait, is this the traditional or? Yeah. Oh, so the last oh, one was totally reverence. Re revolution. Like or was the last one? This is reverence. Okay, I'm sorry. Then I stand corrected. You like this one? No. No? No? Which one you like better than the three of them? Out of the three. The first one. And this one's banana-like. Do you get that out of this beer? It's sweet. There's no head to it, which uh, is again um, different um, for a craft beer. Nope. Nope. Not even a little bit. Nope. I thought you actually might like this one. Uh, to be, to be actually a white beer, yeah, it's just so light. It it smells. You can smell the banana. Yeah. Something smells. It's a banana. And I thought, you know, Alison would like this one better because you know she kind of like. It's a little like, fruitier. Yeah, it's very like light. Traditional dark uh -huh. beer. Try it. I did. I'll be honest, that wasn't my favorite because I'm not a fan of banana. I like bananas, but something hits my tongue. Here. See, and I usually don't like clove beers, but I don't even taste the clove. Usually the clove is overbearing. Well, the banana's got to be pretty The banana is taking everything. So, um, bottle, what did we think of the bottle itself? The label, the design? It's not, for me, it's not exciting or not. Oh, you do, Marie. Yeah. I, I don't know. It looks like a wheat beer, and I, I don't think that that's what it is. It doesn't taste like what I would expect. Look it. You think it looks white? Trying to get It doesn't. It like the look doesn't match. Is it Irish blood? Like a. Just my legs. I probably wouldn't buy that one. No. No, based on the bottle. Yeah. Do you taste. get the feel like do you do you get the banana? Oh no! Mix to it, Definitely or would you have not. been really surprised? I would have been really surprised. Yeah, happily really surprised or unhappily? Surprised? Unhappily. Uh, unhappily not surprised. Not okay, so of the three that we've tried so far, that's my least favorite. This is your least favorite. Okay, and this is, you know, this is supposed to be their. Uh, this is their fruity. You mm -hmm. know, trying to make a classic beer uh, taste a little bit more aromatic. They're summer. They're summer shandy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is our traditional, and now we're down to our last one. Also, it's so pumped. Oh, I hardly put any in there. I'm so sorry. So yeah. I mean, All right, and announce it. That's the best cup of here. Is that? Do you want some? Are you really? I was totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is called. This is a good one, you guys. Schlostrum. Schlostrum. I'm very bad at pronouncing things. I apologize in advance. I like I like the the, the label and I, I, I like the presentation. It makes know, me think colors. of Oktoberfest. Just smelling it, I'm looking forward to it. It's very fragrant. Definitely the most fragrant of all of them so far. So what do you like about the label? I like everything. I think it goes well with with. Um, it's simpler to me, you know, just the colors, kind of like, I hope what is in there is better than, you know. Than what's being presented what, yeah. on the outside? Uh -huh. hmm. So we'll see. The color looks like so nice. A little bit of a darker beer than we mm -hmm. It's very amber. Amber. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Because one of the things that I, and I noticed, I don't know, to the third beer, they have no foam whatsoever. The That's third true, one right? had no yeah. head to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. This one's probably medium. The first one had a real thick. Yeah, the first one. Which I like. The first one works like, like chocolate. I like a thick head. Right. So what do we think of the taste? I like this one. 
Nope. I, I do not care for it. <laughs> what about it do you not like? I, just, I don't know. I it's beer. I just don't like beer. Maybe she just doesn't like the taste of like that hot. It's that the hot. The mm -hmm. I love this one. Out of the four, this is my favorite. What do you like about it? It's not it? my favorite. Not your favorite. It's not very strong. It's not light. <laughs> it has that consistency of the foam. It's not too thick. Mm -hmm. It's right um, in between. I think I can have one or two of those in this, you know, and that's it. Good. Yeah, and I'm done. I don't know how much alcohol this one has, but I think that's, that will be enough. So we liked the, um, the the label on this one, and we're kind of mixed in terms of... That's that's me, number two person here. What did you feel about it? Did you not, did you not enjoy it? Or? No, I liked it. I did. I liked it. I think I could I could drink more of those than I could the Fantasyland, but I love the Fantasyland. Which one? I probably would try to drink Fantasyland continually. Of, yes. of the three, which one would we probably see ourselves buying next time we go to the store and see this? Fantasyland. Absolutely. Fantasyland. This was the first one, Fantasyland. And then mom? I will buy that one. This one? She's lost. She's lost her. So this one's got the lowest ABV. This is only 5.2. This one's at about an 8. And what's yeah. the, uh, what's the, the fantasy? Uh, land? Six. Six, I think. Six or seven. What does it say? I want to say it's around six, though. So. Yeah. I think it has to say. It has. I don't know if it does. It should. So do they give these to you to do this now? Um, when we were there, are we good? Great. Well, thank so you wait, guys. wait, how did we feel about the experience in general? Oh, I loved it. Did you go yeah. to Urban Chestnut, to the brewery, and Explore be excited? To oh yeah, definitely. I, I will. Absolutely. Allison's like, um, <laughs> Hell no. My husband enjoys beer, so if he would go, I would go. She would live vicariously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys would definitely enjoy it. Like Absolutely. that would be a good, good Sunday. Mm -hmm. color, yeah. right. We could hang with Dan because Dan would not enjoy it, so me and Gabe would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can wear outside. <laughs> Next time on Collective Brew, we go to Chicago and visit Lagunitas's Midwest facility. It's pretty amazing. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Collective Brew. That's at Collective. BRW. We're going to randomly pick a tweet and an Instagram post and send them some awesome urban chestnut swag. Until next time, my beer nerds.